Abun de Boschmaya Nitkadashma Te te malkuta Nehwe sebiana Aikana de Boschmaya Af baraha Hablan lachma de sunkanan yaumana Washbuklan haubain Waktahin Ay Kanadaf Khan Shpokan Habain Ula Dahlan Nesiuna Ela Patsan Min Bisha Amen Our One Absolute Eternal Being of which we are born forth from the realm of the all and the only. I am empty within the awe of your presence and the purity of your name. Empower my creative beingness through your expansion from the ever-present realm as I realize our strength and virtue as one. On the manifest earth as in the unmanifest realm, Provide the nourishment of your insight and realization through me and in every present moment. Release my hidden past as I cancel my past concerns with others. Do not let me lose my true self in forgetfulness, but wholly release me from the errors of my perception. For thy realm is the absolute, the all, and the only and our strength of virtue and magnificence. From cosmic gathering to cosmic gathering, from age to age, may these be the rooted earth from which all of my actions flow. Amen. Holy Spirit within me, living in wholeness, moving in joy and love, I surrender to your will. Bring the radiance of your light into my heart and mind. Merge with me to manifest your will upon the earth. Make me a conduit of your infinite knowledge. Amen. Hello and welcome back to the God-Led Mystics Podcast. I am your guide and host, Reverend Rose, here to offer you another fun episode on this week. In today's episode, I have the pleasure of interviewing my in-real-life best friend, Genevieve, who is a prayer woman. We talk about the the fallacies and the illusions of the manifestation community and the superficiality of the law of attraction and manifesting based on our egoic desires. We talk about coming back to God for the true manifestation possibilities. Truthfully, at some points in our interview, I have a really hard time expressing what's in my body because it feels like manifestation is such a liminal space to talk about. But either way, Genevieve shares her personal experience by being in the manifestation community and what really brought her full circle into bringing God back into her life as a prayerful woman. I hope you enjoy this week's episode 
And if there, you know, is anything that comes up for you, I really want to invite you to comment on, um, if you're following on Substack, comment and let me know, what have you experienced in the manifestation community? What have you experienced through the law of attraction? Has it helped you? Has it supported you? I'm just so interested in poking this, you know, new age spiritual bear. <laughs> and maybe I shouldn't be, but that's who I am. Um, I just so believe that going back to God encompasses everything, and we're not all on our own. So without further ado, enjoy today, enjoy, enjoy, oh my goodness, enjoy today's episode. <laughs> of course, like, subscribe, subscribe, and share. <laughs> oh goodness, <clears throat> eventually I'll get my words out. Anyway, enjoy today's episode and consider subscribing, sharing with a friend, and doing whatever is necessary um, for you to be an active participant in this show. Okay. Welcome, G. So nice to have you here. Nice to be here. Uh, this is my best friend, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I do have to out myself. <laughs> Besties, little Reiki, little Reiki initiate friends. Yes, uh, lifelong, lifelong initiations. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so welcome, G. Um, I would love if you could introduce yourself and, uh, of course, answer the question of what does God mean to you? But you can start with your introduction first. Cool. Well, my name is Genevieve Godwin. I'll give you the full little introduction. Um, <laughs> I am a Reiki master and yeah. Oh, what does God mean to me? <laughs> like, what's the other question? That's um, okay. What does God mean to me? Well, for one, God is infinite and God is everything. So, and nothing. I've come to realize in my quest to explain God that it is a unexplainable thing and a felt energy a felt connection between all beings and all matter and infinite infinite beautiful beautifully said uh makes my heart warm when i think about it i love asking that question I love listening to everyone's answers. It makes me feel like I'm really, I'm doing my job. <laughs> Gee, I just have to say that I feel like you are one of the most prayerful people I've ever met. And in... Such an uncharacteristically, maybe that's not the right word, but um, I'll just say maybe in an uncommon way. I just feel like you carry a bundle of prayers wherever you go, 
and uh, you always have deep, um, just deep prayers to give back to the, the earth. So thank you. <laughs> that is so funny. I love that. Sorry, keep going. But that was good. That was good. I wanted to just say, like, I feel like in your intro, <laughs> we could also say, you know, something like you're a prayer bundle carrier or um, you're the prayer queen. <laughs> I feel like you create such beautiful prayers for people, even when it's not like with your language. So that's all I really had to say. <laughs> I love that. That's so funny you said that because I was thinking like two days ago, like what what's one of my goals in life and it was literally to go to the best most beautiful nature places and give an offering Mm -hmm. I was like that's my bucket list man I feel like uh you do that already you always go to the river and have offerings everywhere we go you always have offerings in your pocket I'm running out of crystals at this point, but no. <laughs> and then when I, when, um, as I up level, I'll be able to get bigger crystals and, bless, <laughs> and you know, still Reiki and pray for the land. But mm. that was a true desire of mine. I love it. It's so beautiful. Um, you know, G and I have done lots of prayer, <laughs> lots of prayer work, I feel like. And, uh, yeah, you're <laughs> you're a force to be reckoned with, Miss Godwin. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to spice up your bio a little bit and say that G is a prayer queen. Um, so you know, I brought you here today uh, because I had a spicy topic I wanted to talk about. <laughs> and that is the manifestation community (laughs) I feel like so hmm, I'm trying to find the right words for it I just feel so passionate and like so fired up when I think about manifestation and this desire to manifest um with only your will I think is how I might say it (laughs) do you get what I'm saying well I feel like yeah with your will so okay keep going I get what you're saying but elaborate more um Truthfully, I find this like manifestation community to be a little bit entitled or um, like hungry eternally. And uh, I don't know, I guess I just feel so frustrated with this desire to endlessly manifest the... uh, physical conquests of your heart's desire and I guess you know of course like I I I hold a a rosary circle every Monday 
and I know what it's like to pray for your heart's desires. I know what it's like to ask for something, but I'm just thinking like how passionate I am about this, like, I don't know, this never ending desire for uh, stuff or life to be good without necessarily facing the in the middle stuff. Am I making sense? <laughs> it's hard to pinpoint like an, a complete sentence on what I'm talking about here. Are you saying like it's full with, um, I feel like you're trying to say or what I'm gathering is that it's um, superficial <laughs> and um yes yeah like it's very superficial okay keep going what else am i gonna say no no i think that you got it i guess i guess what you are saying is that i find the the manifesting community to be superficial and also not really grounded in like the soul's wisdom so i guess i brought you here to kind of talk about your relationship to the manifestation community um, from the prayerful perspective? Oh, yeah. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, depending on which user group. So there's like whole user groups. <laughs> yeah. So typically you have like, law of assumption people and then you have law of attraction people then you have like mm, I guess maybe people like me that don't like subscribe to a law per se um but in terms of prayer it's in what is being fed online now mainly law of assumption that has this problem with prayer and I am not even sure why but pretty much you're shunned um you're shunned if you believe in guides or energy or anything that really makes us us like you and I so like our type of people <laughs> and it I get it. It's very empowering, right? Like there's nothing outside of you and like you can have everything and that's, that's great. But I had in my personal experience in life, I have never um, felt so vulnerable and not protected. Right. So they're telling me like my, my spirit guides, like can't help me like they don't even exist. Like chakras don't matter. Like everything that I've known to be true is a lie and it was just in my head. Law of attraction people are a little bit, you know, more high vibe, I guess. It's like, <laughs> obviously, but I find they're, they're more strict with the intense spiritual practices and this emphasis of always feeling good and that um, there's a lot of things that have control outside of you. 
So both of those thought paradigms like didn't really fit with me. And like law of attraction is more centered around obviously vibration where law of assumption, how it is taught um, is more centered on thoughts. So can you describe what the law of assumption is? So, um, yes, <laughs> I've been trying to figure this out. Um, I will not say I've, I've just started reading Neville Goddard. I've read like two of his books. I haven't read all of his books, so please don't come for me, people out there. But the two <laughs> books I have read were very good and not what is being portrayed online so in the manifesting community there's this huge like youtube and reddit um subcategory of law of assumption which is at its core whatever you believe to be true is true whatever right. you assume to be true and it does go into like um a lot of the quantum physics of like what you observe is what is collapsed into reality and your belief systems um the people that teach it though are very they're just focused on thoughts mm. um and I don't, this is like a huge, everything for them is done in the mind because everything is consciousness. So, yeah, which is scary. It's very scary to be that intimate with your mind. Nobody should be that intimate with their mind. <laughs> so then what is um, law of attraction? Law of attraction is pretty much like you attract the things that you are a vibrational match to. Hmm. So like they they overlap. They are they're pretty much using the same things, but they right. they use different words and um, different limitations and different practices. But at the core, they're pretty much saying the same thing. Right. That makes sense. So how did you get into the manifestation community? Um, I had a very traumatic experience last December. And I kind of had this moment of, wow, why does this thing keep happening to me? Um, in regards to relationships, I'm not going to spill my whole guts on here, but um, very deep rooted patterns in relationships so it didn't matter how much I um, you know improved my self-confidence or um, dated better men or what what have you I still receive the same end result different people different circumstances but the same thing kept happening to me so um, I saw that I was the only common denominator in my love life between all, all my relationships. And I really wanted to know, like, why is this continuing to happen to me? Like, 
you know, at first I used to tell myself that this was just my divine plan and my spiritual karma, but I kind of had this voice inside of me saying like, that doesn't seem right. Like, I don't think my soul would want me to suffer so deeply yeah, forever. And obviously, you know, previously I've been given horrible advice from astrologers on that. Um, for those of you listening, just, you know, you have Pluto in the seventh house and you're just like meant to have these short lived, very like deep, but then painful relationships, but you will not get this lifelong love you're craving for. Um, so I didn't accept that. <laughs> and I wanted to know why. And I started um, digging. I don't, I don't know how I actually landed upon this, but it was more of I started looking into quantum physics and neuropsychology, and it kind of, I landed in the law of assumption community. How did that work out for you? Like, how did I find the information or how was my journey in the law of assumption? How was your journey in the law of assumption? Oh, it was like, um, horrible, terrifying. Because these people were, um, for context, I've worked with about five different mentors in this, and I've consumed a lot of content in books trying to learn. And, you know, I've had coaches tell me that every negative thought that I have, I will experience either personally or through um, other people or dreams. That just sounds like dangerous thinking. It's terrifying. It's lit. I'm actually just now like getting out of that. Like yeah. I was doing, I was doing better, but there was still a part of me that, wow, if I keep repetitively thinking this thing, like it will manifest into my life. And, you know, after I was told that information, I was, you know, I, I had manifested bad things that I had um, repetitively thought about. So definitely the belief is true, but yeah. I think there's a difference between like accepting all thoughts to be true versus like having certain um, assumptions or presumptions about life based on our lived experience it's like you know people often have intrusive thoughts um, and also kind of like horrifying thoughts uh, and I don't necessarily think that we have to give them weight so I feel like that could be really dangerous and also like not the whole truth um not like it just doesn't seem like it gives true power to um like the ability to just recognize what is actually a, a true thought versus what is just a fleeting uh relation to what's happening I don't know how else to describe a thought but <laughs> oh it gets worse 
oh, it gets worse. Like, <laughs> how can oh, it get worse? <laughs> it gets much worse because they are so thought focused. And luckily, I'm seeing the community kind of shift from this um, because it, what I'm about to share is actually very dangerous. Like, I'm I'm actually surprised I made it out in the most PG terms. Um, so yeah, you know, as this like spiritual prayer being, um, I see the truth and what they're saying on like, you know, why these things kept happening to me. Right. right. And I'm also in like a very vulnerable state. I also like personally, if we're talking about me, like, I feel like that was a, um, an event to elevate my consciousness. Mm. But at that time, I was very vulnerable. And yes, so they're, they're telling me, God, um, some of them don't even believe in God. And I just I'm like, what? What? Like, how do you not believe in God? Like, like something you don't have to call it God but like you don't believe in nothing how are like how do you expect to manifest and two they tell you that you need to be aware of every single thought that comes through your head and you need to redirect any thought that you do not want to experience because either you won't get what you want or you will manifest something bad they encourage you to spend every free moment in your life saying affirmations in your head. Um, they encourage like, you know, since I was more inclined to pray, I remember asking a coach like, hey, like the only thing that gets me out of anxiety is praying. And they were like, you know, they kind of shunned me for saying that, for wanting to ask a higher power for help because the power is within me. Um, they say, if you're having a negative emotion, it's because you're thinking bad thoughts. Um, that's actually not true. <laughs> not with people with trauma. Right. So I'll, I'll pause there and let you kind of just like digest and ask questions. But <laughs> I'm just thinking about like how maddening it might be to think affirmations 24-7. I guess like that's the point of mantra in a way but I feel like there's more of an ecstatic state of bliss that happens when we start chanting the names of God versus like creating an affirmation of whatever I mean I could be wrong about this but you know like from my experience chanting mantra it's because those are sacred sounds like they're not right. words compared right. to English where yes like the English words have like frequencies but like not as strong <laughs> yeah like these <laughs> these mantras these sacred sounds were crafted to um essentially have a sound healing inside of you or in your mind like totally right. different thing right yeah it's just it's just interesting to me it just so then, you know, what about the power of the people around you? 
is there any sort of interaction between energy fields with under like the law of assumption paradigm what do you mean by energy fields like, so I'm, I know I know what an energy field is but like, <laughs> like I'm thinking like the interaction between two people so you know is there I don't I maybe this question is not complete I just um I was thinking about when you said uh the power is within me or you know not asking for this um prayer like this prayer practice I was thinking well what about like the interaction between energy fields so then are you creating everything that is coming into your life even down to um, how people treat you or how their energy um, is experienced in your life yes so in in law of assumption they have this concept called everyone is you pushed out so depending on the interpretation um, or mainly whose YouTube video you're watching or what Reddit post you're reading, <laughs> um, the they, essentially other people are only mirrors to your internal world. That is why or your internal thoughts about them and how they treat you or your internal belief systems about yourself. So like, for example, like, you know, you might have a problem with this, a person, right? They're so mean, they're so awful to me, but my interaction with them is fine. But you have either um, belief systems about yourself um of how other people treat you or people that like remind you of them so this shows up a lot in relationships with other people um which is why i was attracted to it because it explained why no matter who i dated i still got left and abandoned right because i have belief systems within me that people always leave me which which gets shoved out and reflected back. And that's why they push the repetition so hard. So essentially you create new neural pathways. So you stop relating to life in that way, which is a beautiful thing within like reason and without fear monitoring. Right. Yeah. I, you know, because I do definitely believe that people do mirror while also them being their own like sovereign experience like people just create actions they have their own actions and sometimes it is a mirror and other times it's just their own response to life does that make sense mm -hmm. so you know i could really identify with the idea that like when you know we do think about and we create what we think about but also not everything is all about us <laughs> does that make sense <laughs> and that because i will say like the different another big difference is like pretty much law of assumption free will is um does not exist yeah that Depend doesn't make any sense to me I, I will actually say that 
I actually don't think any of us have free will, if I'm being honest. From my own experiences from being divinely um, possessed, divinely possessed, um, and just with the amount of people I know personally, so I'm not just reading success stories or whatever, just the amount of success there actually is um, changing your thoughts about a person and them showing up completely fucking different for you or how they are. So that was like the biggest thing to wrap my head around. Like everybody's free to their own opinion, but it comes down to the concept that there is no separation and like we are all um, source and like pretty much your experience is just based off your belief systems. Hmm. So it meaning it changes how other people like interact with you. So you're, are you saying that you've seen this in real yes. time? like people uh it's like a big most people get into into law of assumption because they're trying to manifest back a specific person which would be usually an ex or someone that they were never with but they want to be with and there's thousands and thousands of like success with that and even in my own like workings with this I've known very close people that have had success as well. And I've even experienced um, intermittent success, I guess, if that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, but not like long-lasting success. Not me personally, but I do know like my mentor and just a lot of people in her circles as well. And that was the, that was another reason why I actually believed it with the amount of like success I've seen, because I was like, dang, like this law of assumption must be real because I've never seen any spiritual or personal development tool, like have this much success. I ever. just wonder, like, what are the implications of that though? You know, it, like, I'm just thinking, and I could be wrong. Um, I'm thinking about, say, an ex-partner, that maybe this ex-partner is really not actually that great for us, and, you know, we choose to change our internal landscape to relate to them better, and then, you know, they, they come back to us or whatever. I just wonder, like, what are the implications of that spiritually, and there might not be any answer to this of course gee I'm not <laughs> expecting you to know it all I'm kind of just having the question of like you know what what implication is created when maybe perhaps we're designed to move forward yeah no I mean it's it's very fair I will say you know, there are some people that, um, you know, they do the work to change their belief systems and they're like, I don't even want this person. Right. right. Or they personally in my own belief systems and just kind of sitting with this, like these teachings, I don't think there's any karm karmic information or like implications. 
personally, just because like, I actually believe that when you have a deep, like heart desire, and I'm not talking about like the superficial, like when it's like deep in your soul, like that, that is yours. It's actually a gift from God. And just because it involves another person doesn't make it um, wrong. Right. <laughs> so it, it does, it really does come with, with like, you really have to sit and see if it's like a true desire for you. Is it right. to fill a void or is it like a, a true desire in your heart? And it also depends on like what you believe, like, reality really is like if you it depends on your belief system so I can tell you mine but that's it <laughs> it's interesting to think about because I'm just wondering you know um how do I say it almost feels like a form of manipulation um not that manipulation is inherently wrong or bad but that it feels like a form of, uh, I don't know, I guess I want to say desire. You know, I guess maybe I just believe right now that when I peer into this community, I see superficiality and um, sometimes I'm, I'm, I think I have a bias here around wanting someone back um <laughs> my goodness I don't know why I can't it's very hard for me to find my words around this um I, I will say like with our background is it's very jarring because it goes against everything that like at least you and I have been taught or learned to be true so I I can relate while you're like at a loss for words um so it, it like these people don't believe in energy flow like they do but they they say it doesn't matter <laughs> like uh, well but why wouldn't it matter because <laughs> essentially <laughs> essentially you can feel like shit sorry children explicit content but you can feel like <laughs> horrible and still get what you want and i will say these are not like they're not the truth this is not like the truth of law of assumption. Like right. this is just the community that saw a Neville Goddard freaking lecture one time and decided they're going to be a YouTuber and be a coach right. and start teaching. He, you know, my mentor, like she does. And like I said, I've worked with like five at this point, but I got lucky with her. <laughs> she like really goes back to like, the truth of you know what Neville was saying and what she knows to be true and it's more I'll give you an example right like they will be a lot of people's affirmations are like this person is like obsessed with me or something like that and it's like well why would you want them to feel that way or um it, it can be not from the heart. Yeah. And I feel like I don't like manifesting is very like beginner spiritual. Like you get your tarot deck, 
you get your crystals, you learn about astrology and you learn about manifesting. Um, I feel like I kind of, yeah, I kind of did it like backwards, I guess, (laughs) you know, where it's like, I'm like surfing the astral realm and like channeling down like spirit guides and stuff. And like, oh, this is why, like, this is why the same things kept happening. And like the reason why I do find truth in some of the teachings is because I have, you know, maintained a good vibration not to manifest anything. You know, before I even learned about this, that was my primary goal is to like be a being of love. Right. And my life was still horrible. Right. So and good things didn't happen to me that often. And it was because I never changed my internal like belief systems. I just think like the way they portray on how to do it is very strict and damaging. Yeah, I think that's true for everything whenever it comes to like these other rules. And if you go outside of the rules, then you're now black sheep. Yeah, like your thoughts matter, but they don't matter as much as like these YouTube videos portray and they teach you to be delusional it's like a hot topic so if something bad happens to you you deny it and you say something else because the the thought paradigm is things are only in my reality as long as I am conscious of them so if I remove my consciousness from them they will no longer be a thing which is true from like a quantum physics standpoint right like everything exists in waveform until we bring it down with who's ever observing it mm-hmm. but like that's we're still human <laughs> we're we're still like human that doesn't work and if you hold in emotions it's not going to help you change your belief systems and also you can't like bypass what's happening in front of you yes like it's much and that's like what I learned is much, it was much easier for me to put a positive meaning behind something than to deny it as not happening. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like, um, I feel like we walk such a delicate line between making sense of things and also just being in them, you know? And I, I just think that there's such a delicate response to being human that is both like being a part of something uh experiencing it fully and then moving on through you know some sort of sense making I feel like this topic is hard for me to put words to only because what we're describing is very like quantum oriented well and that's been like the hardest thing like well obviously you know me but that's been the hardest thing for me is the whole purpose of faith and believe I remember one of my friends early in this journey where I'm like what's wrong with these people like why don't they believe in like God or you know energy or anything and he was like yeah you can't expect (laughs) you can't not believe in something unseen and expect unseen forces to bring it to you if you don't believe in said thing like unseen forces yeah and I think go ahead no, go ahead. I think it's 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 very like it's very elementary level like the way it's taught online is like 
it like I said, you get your tarot deck and you learn about manifesting. It's not for people that have like already been on the path. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could see that. I see what you're saying. It's or they just... don't call... go ahead. No, go ahead. Right. I'm very passionate about this because um, it screwed me a little bit. Um, <laughs> I, I feel the pain. Um, it's very like, if you question anything or try to make sense of anything, like this is not going to work for you. And that's okay if it doesn't, because I question everything. And like the conversation I had to have with myself is like, nobody knows anything. Nobody knows right. anything. You cannot tell me someone knows. Okay. Like <laughs> nobody knows it's beyond human comprehension. Yeah. We're all just kind of figuring it out in a way. And I guess, you know, my thing is like, you know, it does matter how we respond. It does matter how we think. But we can't, like, fix people or events outside of ourselves without first really addressing everything that is within our mind, our body, and our spirit. Not just our mind, obviously, but our body and our spirit as well. Yes. And that, that was, like, my biggest issue is, like, it was just mind. And, like, the mind is crazy, yo. Like, the mind is actually insane. Like, it's taken yeah. up. <laughs> like, we are so susceptible to programming that in, like, conditions that aren't ours that it's, like, kind of insane up in there. And to be in it all the time is, like, um, hell. Yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot with children, you know, because obviously I have a toddler and I'm surrounded by lots of other toddlers all the time. And I think about how easy it is for the, them to just be around someone or multiple types of people that are all just programming them. Of course, toddlers have their own personality and their own little quirks, but they're also like taught to believe certain things or, you know, taught to uh, accept or just be um, initiated into the memorization of. Uh, whatever the adult around them is discussing or um, sharing with them. And I think that uh, most of the issues that we do have is simply because we've been programmed by lots of people outside of ourselves <laughs> that weren't necessarily in um, in alignment with like the actual soul desires and like soul yearnings that we had as an original seed. <laughs> yes. And absolutely. And it is a mind, body and soul approach. Maybe it isn't for everybody because people have success just doing it from their mind. But like people like me and probably people that are choosing to listen to this podcast, like, no, we need a like <laughs> cheesy buzzword, holistic approach mm -hmm. to, you know, really manifesting and living our life the way we want to and having desires. Like I actually don't have any beef with desires, but 
I feel that it is missing the, the like Christ consciousness aspect, right? Like it's missing that like, um, love, um, and it, it is very ego and yeah, like that, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, I'm thinking that, you know, if we if we don't create from our soul's desires, if we don't actually work towards our soul's desires, then we're just continuing to fulfill a um like a doom prophecy. That might sound kind of harsh, but um I just keep thinking that if we don't start coming from the soul, then we're just part of a problem. And that's kind of my issue with like the manifestation community is it's like okay, well, I want to be rich and famous and loved by this person, but um, I'm actually not going to do the work on myself. You know what I mean? Yes, I will say, like, you probably won't get those things, though, if you don't do the work on yourself. You can. (laughs) It depends. And that's kind of why I have beef with actually the spiritual community. Um, It is because, like, I believe my people... Um, are people that believe that they came here to suffer in the name of like for me my personal journey was oh like I guess I'm just not gonna ever get what I want and I'm supposed to learn to just be happy in the moment so I can help other people like yeah that's cool but that like sucks that's not like a fulfilling life and I feel that really what we need is people to know that they are infinite and limitless and can have whatever they want and to respect other people like right. they are God. That is what's missing is the, the, the love and admiration for one another while getting your desires. Because if we all realize how powerful we are, then like this, the earth wouldn't be in this time line anymore like that's that's what we need people to do like it is to be able to wake up to their own divinity and you know a lot of that comes with desires because we're so used to being told that like you know desires are the root of all suffering and like it's in your in your karmic plan and like god decides like all of that like very limiting things that are taught in the spiritual community but the manifesting community is like takes it too far and yeah Mm -hmm. I'm thinking a lot about just how important it is to actually know what our soul desires are um you know because like Part of the reclamation of the Holy Mother and, you know, working with Mother Mary with the rosary is praying for our heart's desires and overcoming the stories that our heart's desires are impure or unclean. And, uh, you know, when we pray to the mother about whatever it is our heart deeply desires, we're actually healing um, you know, the versions of ourselves that might not have allowed us to really uh, experience that. And um, 
I lost my train of thought, but I'm going to find it again. Oh, the martyrdom. I work with a lot of practitioners on spiritual martyrdom because there is a massive spiritual timeline. And I think this has to do with the age of Pisces um, because Pisces is, can be a total martyr. <laughs> but it also is like the emanation of Christ consciousness on the other hand. Um, but there is totally a timeline that's active on this planet around uh, having to be a martyr or um, you know, having to shove what we deeply desire to the side in order to uh, do God's service or be God-like. And I'm not sure if that's a combination of, you know, the actual trauma on this planet around all of that, um, or, you know, just kind of the time that we're living in around money and capitalism and spirituality and our culture but it's so fascinating because it sometimes can feel so dirty just to take up space and say you know I'm allowed to do God's work and also make uh, <laughs> thousands of dollars a year you know I don't have to suffer I don't have to wonder how I'm going to be fed um, I'm just gonna be taken care of very richly and um yeah, I just think that it's quite fascinating that many of us doing God's work don't seem to think that having a desire is safe. So I could really see how we get involved in the manifestation process, um, but that it almost feels like it has to be governed through uh, our relationship to God. I would say I haven't been able to feel good and be successful any other way. <laughs> and like, like I was saying earlier, like some people don't even believe in God. Like you're like rare. If you say like, um, like God works through me, you know, like you're like a rare breed and like you kind of get like side eyed, like, what <laughs> and it's funny because even like one of the Neville Garter books that I read like he even says like he pretty much says like the truth of your awareness like the I am presence within you and within all things like that is God and like right. without connecting to that you cannot manifest so I'm like where did these people get this from that like when I was actually like I said I haven't read all of his books but the two that I've read, I'm like, where, what, like, how, where did these YouTube videos come from? Like, how did you get this from that? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. and it's much, like, once again, how are you supposed to have faith that you will receive something if you don't have faith in something to give it to you? And it's not that that thing is dictating whether or not you can have it or not, but it's like, once again, waking up that you are a part of God mm -hmm. and connecting with that frequency of infinite possibilities of miracles, of joy, of love and bliss. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty hard to do that from the mind. Mm. Like you actually like really can't. You have yeah. to, you have to quiet the mind 
to get close to that energy. Right. Because the mind is constantly creating stories, um, creating projections, uh, creating meaning. And it's it's more of an experience that you feel within your heart. And um, I think that like the best way that we can actually access our mind is with our open heart. Um, yeah, I, I just think that like, it feels almost like this mind is this alternative dimension <laughs> that that like hijacks us when really it's like coming into our heart and feeling the sensations and then using the mind to create um, information about what it is that's going inside of us, going on inside of us. Does that make sense? Yes. No, like there's have you seen that like 10 year old boy on Instagram that like channel like the, the starseed kid that channels some wild ass things and like his mom's like a medium. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like I was, I yeah, was watching what go ahead. I showed, I showed you this. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful kid. Love him. He makes the most sense out of any, anybody I've ever heard. Um, He was saying that like, you know, our, our soul or like our God spark is actually like in our third eye and, you know, our mind is in that area. Right. And most people's minds are like very sick and it causes it to like your mind pretty much goes off the rails into an emergency state. Mm -hmm. So the saying like, that's why it's so important to like, make sure that your soul is good, like your chi is good and like you're getting the right nutrients because the mind is just wild and it will like go off the rails if you're not focused on the body and soul alignment as well. Yeah, well, that makes sense to me, the idea that, you know, your soul is being stored within the third eye because, you know, this this third eye center houses the pituitary and the pineal, pineal gland right which are um, responsible for producing hormones within our body and our hormones are what create our personality so it would make sense to me why we might even this might take us a little bit off topic but when you say that it sparks this idea of why there's so much um imbalance in our hormones and that's not to discredit you know the endocrine disruptors and the added hormones of birth control and other stuff uh but you know it feels like uh when we are polluted in spirit we begin to um really have the what are the words I'm trying to say? The disconnection or the schism within our hormonal balance. And of course, uh, the best way that I see this happen is in birth. Um, right, because the natural blueprint of birth, a physiological birth, is solely dictated by the pineal gland and the pituitary. 
And when there is a disturbance in the birthing process, then the hormones get messed up and the process gets thrown off. And depending on how deep that sabotage is, sometimes it can completely shut down the birthing process. And then, you know, a woman has thus had a sabotage birth. Uh, It's kind of like, you know, things that interrupt our spirit's ability to manifest itself through its own personal experiences would then sabotage the uh, personality that's really trying to develop and um, be on this planet. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, like it... It really is a like mind, body, soul thing because and this like community, I'm gonna go back to the talking smack, but like this community will tell you do it all for your mind and like you just described like your your hormones, like your hormones, your like past trauma, your like new like what you're eating, your nutrition, like Mm -hmm. all impact the state of mind and the type of thoughts that you have. So to teach people to be so focused in their mind, like I was saying earlier, the mind is crazy. Like you don't want to be in there for too long. Like one of the visions I've gotten while um, chanting or messages really is like, it's, it's like thought momentum in the mind. And like when the mind gets too active, nothing good comes from that. And you have to go back to grounding, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about, you know, how easy it is for our mind to really go off on the rails. (laughs) And then, and then be worried that that's going to manifest on top of that. Like, it's, I'm surprised, like, more people aren't like coming out and saying how damaging or how, like, how messed up they got like I, I cannot be the only one yeah well I'm wondering if it's even like something that is you know shunned about also because something I was thinking too is like when I was a vegan you know you just talked about minerals or you know nutritional deficiencies when I was a vegan I had really horrible thoughts like I was anxious all the time I was feeling stressed out I felt very paranoid um I was just really struggling within myself. And um, when I told the partner I was dating at that time, he was like, well, just eat this chicken. I was like, I can't eat chicken. (laughs) I'm a vegan. And he was like, just try it and see how it goes. And I was like, fine, I'm going to try this. And it was like that first bite of chicken, like my mind just dissolved. I actually think I cried because I could tell the palpable difference between when you know not having this nutritional um support versus you know when I was depleted in a way um and that conversation is sometimes not talked about or uh kind of shunned because there's like this deep 
you know, uh, relationship to veganism and um, the complex of that. And I'm just thinking, like, what if, you know, coming out and talking about this is just kind of shoved away? I just think that, like, though the prevalence of the internet and the YouTube and oh my goodness, dare I say it, the podcast. <laughs> it creates such an egregore around certain things and that's how we kind of get like these cult mentalities. Um, that's kind of how we end up with these uh, these mentalities and these egregores and these um, just like energetic vortexes where, you know, people get canceled or they turn they're get, they get turned into the black sheep or um they're ousted from uh their community and you know so on and so forth i mean no i feel like that's definitely a real thing and i feel like they probably just think they're doing something wrong because like that's yeah. what i thought for a long time I'm like oh i'm just not there yet mm -hmm. i'm just do not doing something right and, and then it wasn't until I started working with my mentor she's like no like these people are insane like <laughs> um, she didn't say it like that but that's how I'm going to sum it up for <laughs> what you're it, allowed to say it however you want I kind of think they're insane yeah no and I mean even going back to like the the feeling because that was like another thing for me like they would just be like tell yourself that you feel safe and I'm like okay like I I've done that all right like <laughs> I'm sure you have and I was I had this like intuition like that's not how shit works it's yeah. not like body sensations must be processed on a body level okay and like the, the what I actually learned, also, disclaimer, I'm not a scientist. I'm just as bad as the rest of them. I just do my own research and <laughs> see what resonate, resonates for me. Um, but I was watching this woman and she was saying that the, the body stores the sensory information from your experiences. Right. So this is why a smell that you don't even know that you're smelling or some kind of um, you know, something in your environment is actually reminding you of a past trauma and it's sending signals to your brain and your brain is like, I'm not really sure what's happening here. Let me create a narrative right. <laughs> that's typically unhelpful. So really you have to reprogram your senses to know like, you're good mm -hmm. yeah, and for sure that's not like what they'll tell you right they're like your thoughts create your feelings and your feelings create your actions and it's like yeah like but In like way. kind <laughs> of like thousands of <laughs> thoughts over time like belief systems yeah. like create your feelings sure but like it's not I'm thinking bad right now and I'm having this feeling or um body sensation it's like no I probably came in contact with something that 
reminded me of something from the past, but my body has this natural like mm, safety mechanism to get out of danger. Yeah. Unfortunately, in the modern world, like, you know, we're always thinking we're in danger when there's no real danger, right? Yeah, well, I so, mean, our nervous systems are constantly freaking uh, stimulated by blue light and social medias and <laughs> news. Everything. And, yeah. Everything. And, like, to try to combat that in your mind does not work. It, it mm-hmm. can. Like, sometimes you can self-soothe yourself out of something. Yeah, that works. But like, primarily, you'll have a better time just like grounding your energy, like breathing, doing some kind of like body release than trying to combat it in your mind. So so many people are afraid that if they're not micromanaging their mind, then they will not get what they want. Right. Yeah, I mean, it it just seems to, like, totally override the somatic experience of living in a body. And also override being, like, a spiritual being. Like, being a multidimensional being. It's like, you deny everything. (laughs) Yes, you deny everything and you live in your head. And, you know, my mentor was saying something about this. It's like, Essentially, like, if you can't learn to be present, like, you won't even enjoy, like, what are you going to be affirming in your mind when, like, your desire shows up? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's, I will say, like, after you've trained yourself to be that way, it's really hard to get out of. I'm like, I'm still trying to get out of it because I had spent so much time, like, oh, my God, like. I don't want to have these belief systems anymore. Let me like be aware of every single thought that comes in my mind. And even though I know I don't need to do that anymore, it's still like um, very over, like I still do it and I still have to catch myself. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I also think that like the, the emphasis on one area within ourselves is, um, thus dropping the awareness of another area within ourselves like we really have to be kind of going through our emotions in an embodied and awakened way which might look like you know waking up in the morning and being like oh I have a sensation in my shoulder and I'm you know feeling a certain type of way because I dreamt about this and oh my goodness I'm having this thought that it's already a terrible day I'm decided to you know not have a terrible day the first moment I open my eyes like I feel like that would be you know a more um simple and aligned and uh wonderful way to be really present with what's inside of us without like attacking or obsessing over one area yeah and it's I don't know like it's not just thoughts I don't know what to tell these people but it's not okay like it's it's not okay and like if you it really is all three parts you can't neglect one area multiple areas and have maybe you can maybe that's my own limitation but like for me and what I know myself to be is 
yeah, I need mind, body, soul alignment. I need to know that I am divinely protected and guided and I need to, yes, improve like my mind, like improving your mindset is great. I highly recommend, but also like don't neglect your body and, you know, connect with your soul, like the truth of who you are, because how are you going to, um, manifest anything unless you don't question nothing and you're just like cool like I'll just say a bunch of affirmations and it'll happen but I'm certainly not that way (laughs) right so how does it look as you know God is your beacon I would say prioritizing connecting with that energy Mm -hmm. with that frequency overall and what's your preferred method? <laughs> what's my preferred method? Okay, so <laughs> it, it really is just like a simple presence practice. So, you know, closing the eyes and being aware of the the God essence within me, feeling that within my body and dissolving into the, the infinite. Um, so... I guess like for me, like on the in-breath, feeling the this God's presence within me, this divine energy that um, is my own divine expression. And on the out-breath, like kind of melting into God. And, you know, a lot of different ways praying, right? So... I think for me, the game changer was seeing um, to stop seeing myself as separate or an extension. For some reason, like extension of God, like made me feel like less than God, but like thinking of myself as an expression of God, that's like, oh, that's something I can get behind. So like, reminding myself of my own divinity and really loving other people. When I changed my perspective to that, like, and just looking at other people, I'm like, wow, look at those beautiful, like divine little essences expressing themselves and (laughs) just being like God's art pieces. And like, that's to me, like what, you know, Jesus was trying to tell us, like, love each other and like have faith and you shall like get what you want right so Mm -hmm. yeah I think that's totally true um because we have to be able to look and see into the god essence of every single person around us it it feels so much like this world is trying to convince us that you know only certain people have god within them and um whoo (laughs) it can be really challenging to love someone who has harmed you but um god has consistently surprised me with this uh nudge to pray for people that i'm not in right relation with or um you know with that i i feel that i harbor some sort of resentment to and it always softens me when i go to the altar and i ask for their well-being because it totally reminds me um 
just how many people probably do pray for each other and that even if I am not in the best relationship to this person, they're at least still a part of my great cosmic web, the Antikarana. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, if you can send another love, I mean, you're already, you're already moving towards right relationship, right? right? Whether that person's in your life or not, but like the, the energy of the pain is like, yeah, like, come on, it's like stereotypical stuff, right? Like, forgive them because you don't want to hurt yourself. Like, but yeah, it, it's true. Okay, like the classics, the cheesiness is true. <laughs> yeah, well, it's also there's like a major difference between, you know, I'm no contact with my stepmother. Um, I grew up in abuse with her. Uh, and I still totally love and respect the woman that she is even if I cannot have a relationship with her. I don't want her to suffer. I don't want her to go, you know, into her old age and be alone. Um, she started a new family. And, uh, you know, I've kind of spoken up a little bit about my experiences and I've had um, her new family members, like uh, one of her new family members reach out to me and say, oh, I've never experienced her like that. and. I just said, I'm so glad, and I hope that you never do, because, you know, sh she deserves to have a new beginning with you, and you deserve to love her the way that she is. You don't need to hold her to this story. I'm just expressing, you know, my experience so that I can, you know, complete the cycle. Um, and that's very true for me. I really want... Um, I really want her to feel loved uh, because obviously she can't let go of what happened uh, with, with me and my childhood and my father. And that just creates too much for her. I get that. So, you know, I see, I, I really see her God fractal and the, the divine role she played in my life's orchestration and so for that, I have to give gratitude and pray that she has a family to love her. Love that. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Hmm. I feel like when I, yeah, I, I think the less I see the separation mm -hmm. from other people and from God, like I kind of have this thought, where like there's no bad people it's just mm -hmm. bad programming like right. the some of the other visions that i've had is like we are just literally balls of energy mm -hmm. and we, we we are programmable quite easily this is why we're all so like controlled right now <laughs> yeah like we are so easily programmable like mm -hmm good or bad, literally by anything. <laughs> so like by anything. And it's, and it causes our minds to be sick, to quote the little kid. Mm -hmm. His name is Bray. Yeah. We love you. But <laughs> I think like remembering that is, 
that's what helped me a lot. Like, oh, mm-hmm. that's just pro. That's the programming talking. That's not them. Right. Right. And that's exactly what I was thinking about, you know, when it when it comes to like the toddlers around me is just thinking about uh, school and how, you know, how many teachers that we might go through um, within, you know, our uh, 12 years of schooling <laughs> and just how how many layers of programming from spending certain amounts of time with them and all the children around them um, that, it, you know, just it's so easy for programs to be installed and then it's a lot harder for them to be uh, <laughs> deconstructed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then how does manifesting look when you're working with God? I would say like kind of the same stuff. Yeah, I still say affirmations, but I also pray. And I also like try to connect to that infinite essence, that infinite energy inside of me and give myself the things that I want to experience internally, right? Through frequency, through connecting to that feeling state. Mm -hmm. And trust, right? Like having faith. And a lot of that came from like realizing God is not trying to punish me. Like that was the biggest thing. Obviously you and I talked about it a lot, but like realizing that God is not trying to punish me. God is not trying to teach me a lesson. Like I have released this whole like lesson punishment paradigm. Yeah. Because there's no literally go ahead like like why and it's changed my entire perception of myself of seeing like of course I'm worthy of course I'm worthy I'm literally a divine essence I'm literally God essence I'm not Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say I'm God but like I'm God essence like there's no separation and I think like that was something that never really fit with me like it didn't feel good to say I was God and it like still felt saying an extension still felt like oh well I'm less than and just like seeing myself as an expression way different and um (laughs) this one I'm still working on but like going within and, and connecting to that stillness that I am presence for information for what is good for me because when I, when you really realize how infinite you are and how infinite reality is, like these people online teach things that there is only one way, only one way, and that is to affirm your ass off and flip every thought that goes in your head. There's not. There's there's literally in, infinite amount of ways to be successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Mm, so beautifully said. That's the gift about being alive at this time. <laughs> A wacky time, but I love it. Life is so, oh, and being grateful for my already blessings. Like, let me add that. My <laughs> life is great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
I think that like people might miss how important gratitude is because um, we have so much to be grateful for. We have so much for, you know, uh, so much for there to be um, just feeling the blessings of. And yeah, sometimes I think that we really forget that. I, I love that quote where it's like, remember wanting what you currently had. Mm-hmm. And I was like thinking about it. And I'm like, wow, I literally, I'm like the person I've always wanted to be. I like, you know, I'm financially like in a really good spot after being so poor, like most of my life, you know, like not even able to afford food type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have like the best people in my life, like the other stuff will come, right? And mm-hmm. I mean, just connecting with God feels good. You have no burdens at that, those times you choose to do that. Right. I totally agree. <laughs> That's why I like to pray the rosary. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that. I'm like, I want to get back into that with you. Yeah, the rosary is great. I have been just creating all my own prayers with the rosary, and it's been so wonderful. Um, I love the repetition of the original rosary prayers, but I love to be able to pray for my heart's desires every week um, in my own prayer fashion. Oh, it's so beautiful. Gee, I feel like you have such a gift and I feel like everything that you've journeyed through is just such a wonderful service that you're able to give back into the world because you really are able to articulate um, bringing mind, body, and spirit together for the, um, of course, the manifestation, but also the embodiment of what the soul really desires. And I think it's time, <laughs> I think it's time that we take back the word manifestation from the community because <laughs> it's only a partial manifestation at, or <laughs> is that rude to say? Well, like you can manifest things without being happy. Of course you can. It's quite like, it, like it's you can do it you don't you actually don't need to be happy but that doesn't like work for me because you're missing the the other aspects of like what you actually desire right outside of the thing mm-hmm. like I desire the thing but I also want peace I also right. want to feel good and I want to like really not take this gift of life that I've been given for granted yeah beautifully said so gee how can we work with you oh a little plug (laughs) a big plug a big plug okay so i have two services you can get a quantum reiki healing from me um or if you're more interested in the mind, body, soul manifestation, I do offer that as well in coaching one-on-one. Mm-hmm. G is a really wonderful Reiki practitioner, y'all. <laughs> we were, of course, taught and trained together, but um, I've had the pleasure of 
having G work on me many times. So she's excellent. And she's also got a voice of an angel. Uh, G can sing and pray like no other. And um, yeah, she's really wonderful to sit at the altar of. And uh, I hope that you learn more about her. Thank you. And thank you, all of you. <laughs> thank you for being here, G. If you go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I just, I guess some final words for the group is follow your true divine expression, okay? Follow you. Don't let any rules or limitations from other coaches, other people, your past dictate what your essence wants and needs at any given moment. And I wish you all happiness and love and bliss. Amen, sister. <laughs> oh, amen. Thank you. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this episode, of course, subscribe and check out G's links that will be in the description. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>